Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am your host, Austin Darkhouse Masterson, and I think my co-host is slightly mad at me. <laughs> I was doing so good. I abruptly ended the episode last week just because I felt he died. I felt the need to split the epic saga of Ruby into two parts. One, so we didn't have another three-hour-long episode, and two, for listening convenience, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, I don't like when they go over an uh, hour and a half. So I'm sorry. That's okay. You did a good job explaining everything. I appreciate that. I appreciate it so much. I want to make sure that the quality and listening time is proper. So we're back with co-host Micah Keyboard Alchemist Price, since he did not introduce himself. Don't worry, I got you, bro. Actually, I appreciate it because I, I need to catch my breath a little bit. Hey, you're welcome. I do things. I, I ended that episode so weirdly, I confused me. I'm really good at confusing <laughs> myself. Anyways, anyway. we just finished Volume 3. Everyone's back at home. Volume 4 starts and we got us a new art style. Let's go, Mika. Tell me all about it. New art style, new designs, uh, overall. New outfits. Right. Dude, okay, before, I need to talk about the build up to volume four for me mm-hmm. because this was like okay so i had gotten onto a ruby trip yes you got onto a ruby but trip I fell behind. you fell behind and then i caught up to volume three and then there's like this gone like this dark period mm-hmm. of nothing except the greatest meme ever made known as ruby chibi ruby chibi and then I went to Eastern Kentucky University. Yes. He did. I met I met I met this man called Alden. You also must Guess- this, you met this man named Austin at your orientation. You did not go to that university. Yeah, uh, t- that dude's totally not important. Yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah, t- totally not we're doing a podcast with him or anything, right? Ah, fuck that guy. Yeah. But no, like so i I'm I met Alden and turns out First thing I noticed about him was his shirt. It was a Yang shirt. Me and him started talking about Ruby. We became. He thought that was the last time he was going to see me. And you can see how that went. Yes. He kind of. He basically saw me on a daily basis after that. Pretty much. And we got into. Like, we. I guess me and him bonded over Ruby. Friends. And then we get, I get done finding news about Volume 4 from RTX. Mm-hmm. The first thing that popped into my, like, that I noticed, besides, like, hey, new designs and stuff. Oh, um, you know what I forgot to mention about Volume 3? What? Hang on, you cut out right when you said that. Say it again. Tortwick is dead. He very dead. He died on a blimp. He got eaten by a bird. He is uh, That was the sound like, of a bird. They, hi- they hijacked the plane. Neo looked cute in like an Atlas uniform. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just, I just needed to point that out because I totally forgot to mention that. It's okay. I'll forgive you. Anyway, um, I noticed the, the thing I noticed besides the own designs was this little statement I saw in like a summary tweet. Mm-hmm. Cinder is still alive. Very. I thought she got obliterated. Yeah, I think a lot of us did. 
And then Volume 4 finally releases. New opening, Let's Just Live. Fantastic opening. My favorite one of the entire series. Mm-hmm. First episode. We introduced a lot of new characters. How many new characters was it? Uh, a lot. Uh, Oscar Pons. Oscar, uh, yes. That's the first who, one we were introduced to. Yeah, uh, which, by the way, um, he has a voice in his head now. Uh, his name's Ospin. Ospin's like, yo, dude. Yo, you Except, should you should go get my cane sword thing. And then we're introduced to the Legion of Evil. Adam Taurus's crew, right? Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Salem and crew. Mommy Salami's crew. She does look like some salami. We got Salem, who was kind of like introduced slash tease in like the ending of Volume Three. She's like GG no re. GG, get out of here. Do not pass code. Do not collect $200. And we see this. Oh, God. Oh, also, help me out. Who, who's who's Big Buff Dude's name? Big Buff Dude? Hang on. I'll yeah. look it up. Ruby Big Buff. It should, be in each, it should be in your Volume 5 summary. Hang on. No, I'm looking up Big Buff Dude Ruby. Hang on, I got it. Don't worry, big buff dude. I actually got his pictures pull up. Bear. No, it's not Vernal. Is it actually Vernal? It might be Vernal. Ruby. No. Hazel. His name's Hazel? His name's Hazel. That's a weird name. I found it quicker than you did. But you know what? Anyway, who's the steampunky guy's name? You kind of cut out there, dude. You dead? Well, I don't, I'm not dead to the recording because I'm the person I'm recording locally. Anyway, what are you trying to ask? I said, who's the steampunky dude? Oh, that's Doctor Watts. Oh. He's voiced by he's voiced by this dude named Christopher Sabat. You may have heard of him. Dad? Oh no, Vegeta. He's Vegeta, he's Alex Armstrong, the full male Atkins brother. He's a lot of people. He's also I'm All Might for My Hero Academia. He's a lot of people. Dr. Watts is a cool character. I don't care if he's evil. He, he, he's a smart dude. He, he made electricity. It says his name. And also, like, another finest by name, Tyrion. He's kind of a bitch, but anyway. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's totally not the original of the Joker. Anyway, we're introduced to the Mommy Salami's crew. Uh, we're also realized, oh, hey, Cinder's crew's still alive. Minus Torchwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's also a part of Mommy Salami's crew. And the big question that Salem keeps on pressing. Mm-hmm. Did you or did you not kill Ozpin? And like... Cinder can't talk, so she's just trying to shake her head. Yes. Also, she's scarred up to hell. Mm-hmm. And then Salem finds about finds out about the Silver Eyed Maiden. Who could that be, Austin? Uh, I don't know. Tell me. It's Ruby. Ruby. And so 
Sam's like, hey, Tyrion, go find her. Go kill her. An eye for an eye, you know. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, yeah, I got you. Ba bang. And then we see, since everyone's kind of split up, at the end of volume three, we see a new crew formed. Ruby plus Jumber. Minus the P. Because P's you dead. Could, you could call them Ring. You can call them Junior. I like to call them Ranger. They're called Team Mishmosh. I call them Ranger. Team Potluck. Team, anyway, this is all we have. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, Crow's with them too. Well, actually, no, Crow's a bit ahead of them. Mm -hmm. This is when things start to get a little, like, mushy for me. Mushy. Uh, excuse me. Wow. Wow, yeah, I know. Wow. Oh, turns out, uh, there's. Ruby still uses dust with her, with her ammo. As they fight like this big golem monster. Dust bullets. Ruby has. Ruby uses electrical dust bullets to charge Nora's semblance up. It's great. That was like the first actual fight of the volume. Mm-hmm. And then. Okay, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Mm hmm. Wait, actually, no. Their main objective right now is to head to Haven. Yes. Because they think that's going to be their next target. So they want to go tell the headmaster. He's like, yeah, they're like, yo, dude, things are about to pop off. That's their main objective. Mm -hmm. And so, by the way, they they basically don't get there until the end of volume. Yeah. And so, along the way, they go and place this town, whatever. And Crow's like, I'm gonna go to this, like, tavern thing. Okay, get they... drunk. Well, he actually has a meeting with his sister. Makes sense. By the way, his sister's Raven. The big spook. She actually takes her mask off. Even though you saw what she looks like at the end of Volume 2. But anyway. Mm -hmm. They have an argument like all siblings do. They are probably, but they don't. Raven is kind of dips. Bye. And then Crow meets up for everyone else. He's like, "Hi, welcome to Chili's." Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's Tyrion. And it leads to my favorite fight. Yeah, Austin, would you like to describe? Crow versus Tyrion, quote-unquote. One word, bad ass. That's technically two words. I joint them together into one. I substitute your reality and subject my own. Reality can often be deceiving. So Crow uses his bad luck power to, in order to win the fight, but not before his bad luck power fucked him and got him stabbed. <laughs> Anyways, yep, cool fight. And then Ruby Rose is all like, hey, I'll help you. And like fucks everything up and kill, almost kills Crow in the process. Yeah, and also gets Tyrion's tail cut off. That's 
that's like useful. That was kind of cool. But he has an organic or pros prosthesis now. And then along the way, Tyrion, not Tyrion, Krokar explains the history of like the mains and the relics and like the gods. Mm -hmm. Which, by, by the way, by the way, is what you said before you went all crazy. Say your by the way again. By the way. Discord like to censor you, but we're not letting Discord censor you today. I hate Discord. Fuck Discord. I love Discord, though, at the same time. Yeah, Discord's cool. They have Wumpus. Wow, and you sold your son off. Okay. I did. For $70. I sold a Wumpus plushie for $70. That was amazing. Ah, good old pack South. We missed you. Oh, yeah. All right. Say it again. Anyway. By the way, on, along the way, Crow's like, yeah, there's just like two brothers in the very beginning. One's light, one's darkness. They're both gods. Uh-huh. And then some things happen. And then Graham's created and then like dust is also made. There's a lot of things. It's like an entire World of Remnant episode. I recommend you guys go watch it. Mm-hmm. Which, it, that kind of introduces one of my main problems with Ruby. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot of important stuff is kind of like pushed to World of Remnant. Oof. And you don't, you shouldn't give your fans homework. Yes. That's, that's Unless they good, want bro. it. Unless they like, want it. I, I doubt they want it, though. That's the thing. Hey, we don't know. Well, yeah. What's wrong with me wrong? World Remnant is pretty good. Yeah, so we should watch it. But I just think it's unnecessary for us. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and Ruby's like, why the hell are we just now finding out about this? And Crow's like, because we just now thought about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I, I, I want to bring up the elephant in the room. This is the volume four of the first season without Monty. Oh, so R.I.P. Monty. We yeah, miss you, but we must keep moving forward. Uh, I. I thought Armani would bring that up in case people like, why is the writing different? And like, why is the writing a decrease in quality? I don't think it did. So, it's kind of a smack I, to the face to the people currently writing it, wouldn't you say? Look, I'm just saying what the general consensus is. That's not my personal Where opinion. Okay, we're moving on. I don't like this. Anyway, uh. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, I mean, I'm just saying what the general consensus is. No, no, you don't speak for the general consensus. The general consensus speaks for itself. Okay, okay, whatever. Anyways, Basi volume four slaps. Anyway, but we're not even done with volume four yet. I'm just saying. Because a little bit further, we're in a nowhere run to like, they're. Graham. Which that causes Rin's PTSD and like how him and Nora met. And like mm -hmm. I'm out. we kind of get more ideas into like Ren Ren's semblance is like cloaking. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually kind of dope. Yeah. And we find out Ren's dad is basically Hanzo from Overwatch. Pretty much. And then at the end of Volume Four, they run into like the big Ren monster that like caused all their problems. Mm -hmm. At least Ren and Nora's. It was good closure for them. And this entire time, they were just trying to get to Haven so Krogan gets the medical attention. 
Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, things happen with everyone else that's not Team Ranger. Like, Yang is just, like, sitting at home, moping. Yeah. And, like, getting PTSD. Blake's, like, at home with her family. Oh, by the way, Sutton kind of, like, runs into Blake again. And decides to go with her to meet her parents. Mm-hmm. Which, who, fun fact, are we're actually... Former White Fang leaders. And we find out that, hey... The white thing is supposed to be friendly and peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's just Adam's little sector that's kind of being a dick. Yeah. And by little dick, I mean like a mega dick. But anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Wise is like kind of second home. Honestly, the worst dad ever. Mm-hmm. Big snooty rich man. Yeah, he kind of takes away her titles, heiress, and like gives like heir to like basically the throne to her little brother Whiteley who I don't want to punch in the face yeah he's such a dick but there is a there's a silver lining in this entire thing his name's Klein yeah he's cool cool butler man he's always by, he's voiced by J. Michael Tatum reminds me of yeah. Jeffrey from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air you know leave it to J. Michael Tatum to voice another butler Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that you guys should go watch, like at least the first season of Black Butler. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, I digress. I'm, I'm sorry. I know some stupid trivia. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Klein actually helps Wise escape because she wants to go find. She, I think, if I remember, she wants to go meet a person. And guess where? Apparently, her sister was supposed to be going. Where? Haven. Whoa. And then also Blake kind of finds out from like outside source, like from people that are like, hey, Adam's next move is in Haven. Mm-hmm. So she starts to go on her way to Haven. And then Yang finally gets over like her like mood. Mm-hmm. He's like, she's like, hey, I'm going to go find my mom. Let's go. Last time I checked, she was on her way to Haven. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? My sister said she was on her way to Haven. Mm-hmm. And then that's basically volume four. It was it was kind of like a plot season, like plot dump season, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, not. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like amazing either. Oh, so what do you think of volume four? Yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Pretty, pretty good. I'm pretty good. All of Ruby's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Ruby's good. Good stuff. Anyway, uh, I'm just at this point. I'm just gonna hand it over to Austin. Season volume five. Let's go. Which, which I've heard is the like worst season. It's not that bad. You should have watched it. All right. To be fair, I also have to like play catch up for this, so yeah. Whose fault is that? That's my fault. Yeah, it is. All right, I'm, I, I'm gonna be less detailed as Micah because I don't remember as much, and I just want to get the gist out of the way. So season five, or volume five, whatever we want to call. It. 
begins with each member of Ruby and everyone making their way to Mistral. Uh, they all have their separate reasons to be going there, but they all share the destination of Mistral, which is cool. Um, they learn about four maidens and relics that each academy hold Ruby. It's accompanied by a team, uh, team whatever refs of Juniper without P, because you know that's how that works. Ranger! And Crow's there because Crow. And because they need adult supervision. Yeah. They meet Professor Weinhardt, which is cool because Professor Weinhardt's actually a bad guy because he's dummy and joined Salem's crew. Wait, you for, what, what about Oscar? My Oscar, sure, I don't know. Like, Oscar runs into Crow at the bar. He's like, I think you have something that belongs to me, bro. Yeah, you'll be okay. We'll, we'll get and then, you. And then drunk Crow comes up and he's like, you guys won't believe I'm this. I'm a bird. I found Ospin. Anyways. Anyways. They uh, formulated a plan with Iron Heart to protect the relic. And we did, they don't know that Iron Heart's with Salem. And then... Uh, Cinder's still looking for the Spring Maiden. Uh, then Ruby comes in contact with Oscar Pine, who is Ozpin, who is still alive. Question. For reasons. Reasons. Then they explain how he works, how Ozpin works, and stuff. And why Ice makes her way to Mistral Do by airship in the craziest airship ride of our whole series. Yes. It gets attacked a lot. Oh, it, it oh, because plot, you know? Yeah. Gets attacked a lot. She summons her armored knight, ultimately defeats it, but their ship is bad with damage and crashes. Yeet. And she has to go by foot. No, she gets captured by uh, Raven's Trap. By, by a bunch of bandits? By a bunch of bandits. By the way, where's the best girl at? Best girl? Uh. She trying to find her mommy. And she's reunited with Ruby instead. So I don't know how that works. She punches you in the face along the way. Yeah. But she entires a guy that tells her he can take her raven. And then leads her into an ambush. Which is for Mel Raven's bandit crew. And then Yang's all like. Bam, 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 bam. Punch, punch. Great stuff. Yeah, and then she gets to her mom's camp. Which is how it works. But... So, Raven and Yang talk. They're all like, yo, yo, hit me up with that semblance, Raven, so I can join Ruby. But Raven's like, nah, fam. Ozpin is bad. And then Raven's like, yo, take my daughter away from here. And then Yang's like, nah, man. And punch one of Raven's, like, you know, lackeys. Oh, by the way, uh, Raven's semblance is like portals. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And then they find Wise. Wise uses her armored knight to break out of Azale, and then they reunite. And then Raven's like, you know, stop. You don't want to attract no rim. So they go into Raven's tent, and they're all like, yo, here's his to Ozban. And then Raven's like, yo, Yang, stay with me. And then Yang's all like, no, I gotta go vice to, to meet up with Ruby. And Raven's like, alright, portal magic. Friendship. 
makes a portal, lets them go there. They have a bit of a emotional reunion, you know. Oh, we're back together besides Blake. And then uh, Yang's all like, yo, Aspen, what's your fucking past? And then, you know, they tell the story about how Crow and Raven are birds. And then he turned me into a bird. Bird. And then, to, you know, gives the levity of the situation to them. And then, uh, meanwhile, while this is going down, Fosma and the crew, Cinder, Cinder, Emerald, Mercury, and Watts all arrive at Raven's camp, and they're like, hello. And that's kind of like where we find out that Vernal is the Spring Maiden, who is Raven's second in command. Spoiler, that's not true. <laughs> so, Cinder and Raven make a deal to unlock the vault at Haven Academy. Um, Raven agrees to go just because, you know, she gets a chance to kill Crow. But this is a ruse. Raven does not intend on giving the relic to Salem and Cinder. Because, you know, prop to us, she's actually the maiden. Um, we're going to go on to... In like Yeet, Cinder. Yeet? Yes. And then they're like, yeah, Haven's kind of donezo. Yeah. So Blake... Uh, Mommy Salami's not happy. She ain't happy. So Blake, the last member of Ruby, yeah, she's been dealing with a little craziness, you know. She figured out White Fang was going to attack Haven. Blake and her father work together to rally the rest of the Faunus to help Mistral be protected. So they create a ragtag army of citizens. And then Ilea, or the, you know, the lady with the shocky thing. Chameleon lady. Yeah, chameleon lady. Uh, tells, like, strikes them down and be like, the battle down is our traitor. Blah, 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 blah. And then she goes, you know, she's working for Adam. And then Adam assassinates the current White Fang leader, which is bad. And then makes it look like the humans did, so that the Faunus are like, yo, the humans are terrible. And while this Bro, is happening, the big battle of Haven is just keep, it's getting close, you know, it's getting so close. And then Blake gets a letter from Ilya to meet her. Which is an actual... It's a ruse. It's, it's a, a ruse. It's a ruse. Because it's an ambush. Because his followers are trying to kill the Belladonis. And bring Blake to them. So she gets ambushed by these people. But Sun. Sun, the monkey man, comes in. Swings into action. And then just beats him. You know, helps him. Helps him. Not die. Anyways, you know, Blake and her family win because, you know, plot. <laughs> and then they... Funny how that works. Yeah, and they were able to sway the Faunus to fight for Mistral and Haven and all that, you know, with plot. <laughs> they start heading that way. Then the uh, last couple episodes, everyone starts gathering Haven and Cavani, you know, meeting up with Lionheart. And then they're like, this is where Dope Cross happens. And Lionheart's like, I know you, Salem. And then, 
uh, Cinder, Raven, Vernal, Hazel, and Mercury, and Emerald. They all make their presence known. They all log in. You know, they're here. They're here. They're here for the. They're here for the relic. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Is for the Haven relic. Mm-hmm. And John Stress attacker. Gets you know, pissed and like honestly, I I feel you, bro. Yeah, he trying to avenge that pyro. You know how it that goes. Pyro. The pyro, 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 peppers. And don't go that great. Yeah, don't go. Hazel fights against Oscar, which is weird because it's big, big man versus little guy. Because you know he finds out that Oscar's husband. Yang and Ruby bow against Mercury and Emerald because you know that's how that works. Uh, Cinder though. It's all like, haha, Johns, get get fucked and stabs the fuck out of Weiss to the point where she's gonna die. And then Johns sees that go Super Saiyan and unlocks his semblance of a healing power. You know, cause, he's, he's white mage. Cause, cause plot. We need a white mage. Cause plot. And also, speaking of plot, uh, isn't this another time we trigger people? Like we trigger, we trigger silver eye plot armor. Dude, silver eye plot armor is the best plot armor. When in doubt, blast it out. Like, isn't this like the second case of blast it out? I don't think we used it yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the silver eye bullshit yet. I thought we did. That's my B. No, John says you know he learned his some once. And then he, why, why is this like I need a healer? Yeah, and then he you know takes starts taking care of Weiss, and then he doesn't know what he's doing, so he's figuring it out. Uh, Cinder along with Vernal and Raven, they head down to the ball and all the craziness, confusion of, you know, someone's being discovered and all that. Uh, not long after they get down there, Cinder makes the move to tax Vernal, you know, to try and store power to become, you know, dual maiden. And then Blake, you know, arrives with the Faunus to help, uh, stop Adam from blowing up the school because, you know, plant bombs everywhere. And then Yang uses the distraction of everything to slip from er Emerald and Mercury to enter the vault after, you know, Raven, you know, her mom, you know, because, you know, it looks like she's a bad girl right now. Battle's still up there, you know, going down. Cinder's all mad because she tried to kill Vernal to get the power, but she didn't absorb the power of what's over because... Raven's a true spring maiden. Which means... We've been tricked. We've been backstabbed. And we've been quite possibly bamboozled. Micah, set up this one fall match. Never mind, I got it. This bout is scheduled for one fall in the left corner. And, and it is for the Haven Relic. In the left corner, standing here as the evil person, the fall maiden, Cinder. In the left, in the red corner, playing the part as, uh, not quite the antagonist, but still kind of bad. It's still kind of a bitch. The spring maiden, Raven, Raven. And then they have a lot of fight, and they go crazy. They they throw crazy fight. And then in the end, Cinder gets beat. She gets yeeted. She's like, she, yeah, you she got get, too cocky. She get yeeted in the dirt. She she got bopped. 
And then Raven, you know, unlocks the vault to be cried by Yang. Uh, before being able to claim the relic, uh, Yang's like, yo, what the fuck? And shaming Raymond. Shame, shame, shame. Which honestly, she kinda deserves. Yeah, and then Raven, you know, leaves, and Yang's able to grab, you know, the big magic genie bottle. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. Yeah, you can. plot dump? Yo, yeah, plot dump. Yang got the relic. Emerald breaks down to see Cinder's died, and then uh, Emerald's se semblance is like it elevated, and it pushes a crazy grotesque Salem into the minds of Mommy everyone around is them. So She's not happy. This allowed Mercury and Hazel to gather up everyone and you know, escape and regroup with Salem, Mommy Salami. And our four characters are all reunited. A bit a little banged up. And Osmond's like, yo, we gotta get to Atlas. Because the fight against evil has not been over. Because they have to go to the other two places where relics are hidden. And thus ends volume five. Yes, very interesting volume. Alrighty. You ready to end this ride? Wrap us up, Miku. Alright, Volume 6. This takes place immediately right after Volume 5. We meet up with Mommy Slami and crew. She's like, what the hell happened? And Hazel basically, basically takes full responsibility. Mm-hmm. Hazel and like, up, up, And then she goes, wait. Where is Cinder? She did. And she's like, that's nah, fine, she needs to learn from her failures. And then she she was about done, and then Hazel kind of drops. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, one more, kill him." She's like, "What?" She's like, uh, "Ospin's alive." And then so mommy's starting to get angry, angry. And then she just breathes in. Everyone kind of GTFOs. <laughs> And then she just has a tantrum. Mommy Swami ain't happy. The biggest re I've probably seen in anime. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> True. And then we may have Ruby and Co. in a train station. Oh, yeah. They're like, Ruby's hyped. Being on a train to go to Atlas. Mm -hmm. And then some stupid two idiot teammate frontsmen, quote unquote. They're like, yeah, we're going to protect this train. If you pay us, though, we can protect your carts extra. And maybe the crow, he's like, no, we are super professional. We got this. And the crow just shows his, like, ID. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm a professional. Just don't. Go away. Everyone's just kind of enjoying a train ride, you know. It's surprisingly downtime considering everything that's been going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, real quick, that's something I appreciate about Volume Six. It's a bit more lighthearted. Oh yeah. It actually has this thing called fun. Big fun. And then what do you know? The train gets ambushed by Grim. Yo, know, train's like, bye. I'm getting destroyed. And then you know things happen. People get separated from, like, train, cart, whatever. Everyone 
is like left behind while civilians move on. But we keep getting a snippet of a little old lady. A little old lady. My favorite character in Ruby. We're, we're not done. We're not, we're not there yet. Sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway, they run to like this old ranch. Just kind of like settle down for a night or whatever. But the uh, old Maria has already been introduced, dude. You skipped so much. Anyway, yeah, they they summoned she... Jen before this. Oh, yeah, Jen. God yeah. damn uh, it. Plot, plot dump 101. Yeah. They summoned Jen and asked what Osmond's hiding, and we learned about the two gods it, and the like, lady and, and like, Ozma and all that. Sorry. Look, look, look okay, Austin. May I? Yes, take it. All right, so thank you for us. Uh, the... uh, yeah, uh, they use the relic that to summon Jin, a embodiment of plot dump. Because Ruby asks, "What is Os? What is Osman hiding?" And we get a like almost thirty minute fucking episode, nothing but plot dump. Oh yeah, it was so nice. We weren't so much. We learned that many years ago, like probably a thousand plus years ago, mm -hmm. probably, there was this beautiful lady called Salem who was trapped in a tower by her father. Mm -hmm. And there's this mighty warrior named Ozma. Ozma. Not Osbin. Ozma. Ozma. You know, he he goes and saves Salem, and it turns out Salem's actually really good at magic. Mm-hmm. Well, geez, I wonder, like, because she's based off, say, you know, Salem Witch Trials, you know, whatever. Makes sense. Anyway, hey, skip the tower. Uh, fun fact, they fall in love. They, but they make four babies. Well, not b before that, uh, Ozma dies, lol. Oops. She's not happy. She goes to the god of life, like, like, she's like, yo, can you bring him back, please? He's and he's like, like no, that, that will actually, like, ruin the balance, and this isn't Dragon Ball, I'm sorry. And then Death Man. And then the brother of darkness, he's like, yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Come back, god of life, like, like, comes back, comes to his brother, he's like, yo, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> And then they get so they keep on killing and bringing back Ozma. God rest, God rest his soul. It doesn't exist. His soul will never rest. Yeah, because we Salem gets punished with immortality. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of sucks. And then she falls like she tries to kill herself actually a lot. Mm-hmm. And then she eventually goes back to the god darkness's like home, falls into like the pit, and then she kind of gets corrupted by that, but not like to totally corrupt yet. Mm -hmm. She creates the gram actually, mm -hmm. and then she learns that oh, Ozma. They kind of find out about each other. They fall in love again. They establish like a kingdom. You know, they defeat Grimm. You know, mm -hmm. establish a kingdom. Get married. Have four babies. All four daughters, by the way. Everything is going great. Fantastic, even. 
Yeah, and I think this is also after they learn about the prophecies, like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, once all four relics are like, collected and we'll, like, me and Barlow can come back and, like, cause the apocalypse. You know, everything's going great. Fantastic. Until they find out their daughters can do the magic. And then, like, they get into, like, this, like, thing, and then, yeah, they both split off again. Salem does evil things. Ozpin keeps on, well, Ozma keeps on getting reincarnated through the same shit over and over again. It's like a Groundhog Day, but, like, it keeps on going. So I guess it's kind of like the Avatar situation. Anyway, that's how, that's how. And since Salem is immortal, Ozpin drops a truth bomb. That's like, yeah, you can't kill Salem. And so everyone's like, what's the fucking point then? Yeah, there's a lot of drama in this, like, episode and the episode afterwards. To where John was actually about to beat the shit out of, uh, like, Oscar. It was getting kind of bad. Mm-hmm. We found out about Jen. She's like, yeah, uh, I can only be used, like, three times per era. I think it's what it is, like, one, three times per era or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've been used twice now. Ozpin's already used me once, and he used me now, so you only got one more shot. So that happens, uh, and the only one introduces herself as Maria. Maria. Maria Calavera. One of my favorite characters ever. Uh, the Grim Reaper herself. So, they figure out, we need to find a place to stay for the night. Mm-hmm. They go to the ranch that Mika tried to point up like ten minutes ago. Yeah. Forgot all the plot. And, turns out, hey, uh, this ranch, some spooky stuff happened? Spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah, based, like, um, that's basically what it was. Oh, yeah. And they thought they were all gonna die. Yes. And so Maria closed Ruby's ears... It was like, yo, fam, use your eyes. And then she was like, what? And she was like, your eyes, they go. And you, he was like, oh, that dish. Utilize your PTSD to unlock your plot armor again. So we can start using it every time we can. Unbeatable boss, then, plot armor. Plot armor to plot armor, armor, but plot, plot armor. And then they escape the ranch, and then... I forgot the name of the city, but it's, like, a poor town. Mm-hmm. Between, like, everyone else and Atlas. Yes. Which, fun facts... Actually, not really fun fact. This is where John's older sister lives. And she got a wife. And it's like, yeah, she's lesbian, and I also I think that's actually pretty cool. It's awesome. I fucking love it. Like... Uh, I'm down. That's awesome. And, like, both John's sister and her wife is actually... Are both pretty dope characters. Mm-hmm. They have, they have like, a daughter, too. It's great. Oh, yeah. And then, while they're all hanging out, 
Oscar kind of dips for a bit. You know, it's a they it's certainly struggle. They spent like an entire day trying to find him. Yeah, he did. And then, one of my favorite moments in the entire series happens this exact episode. What happened? Where John actually runs into the statue of Pyrrha. Mm-hmm. And runs into either Pyrrha's spirit or Pyrrha's mother. I still don't fully understand that situation. Really heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And then the team, like... And Ren and Nora meet, runs into John. They're like, "What are you doing? Like, you want like? I think they're getting like milkshakes or some shit." Mm-hmm. And then they see the they see the statue, and he cut out there. Yeah, and then Ren and Nora are like, "Oh, they're all there." Just like, "Oh, oh no." Yeah, it it was a really good moment. They reminisce. It was a very touching moment, at least in my books. It was. I enjoyed it. And at the end of the episode, they're like, oh, hey, Oscar, you were here this entire time, like, at the house. And he's like, yeah, and I actually kind of made dinner. How about a sweetie? He can actually... Oh, that's not even Oscar. That's Ospen. You know that. Yeah, he can cook. Try and make up for, you know, all the lies. (laughs) And then... During this entire... Like... Along the way, you know, everyone's just hanging out. And then Ruby and Maria just kind of talk. Ruby's like, how do you, like, know this? And we get to probably the best episode of the entire volume. The Grim Reaper flashback. Oh, dude, it's an entire flashback episode, but it's great. So good. So good. Young, We get to see younger Maria in action. She has gravity sights and a mask. It's wild, dude. And she has plot armor eyes. Plot armor eyes. That gets slashed, and I want to fight talk. (laughs) How dare you hurt my Maria. (laughs) Uh, And then... She tells everyone she used to be the Grim Reaper, like, on the way to that town. Mm -hmm. And Crow's like, holy shit. Crow basically fanboys. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. It's like Crow was inspired by Maria and Ruby was inspired by Crow. So we got inspiring exceptions going on. We got we got we got an inspiration triangle going on. It's great. And we find out that Maria's semblance is basically like nerfed ultra instinct towards preflexes. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to teach Ruby how to use her pot armor, like, on command. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for that. We don't. We don't. We gotta get to Atlas. We do. And who do we run into? Cavan. Cavan. Caroline. Hey, short, tiny old lady. That's not Maria. Car. Caroline Graham, like, she's a short granny version of Stroheim from from Battle Tendency, and it's great. <laughs> Stroheim was like, German science is the best science in the world. Caroline, Atlas science is the best science in the world. It's it's great, and then probably her and Maria have some history <laughs> because of cashews. A little bit. Well, you know, two, the short two old ladies. 
tape picker.